Garage Guys NASCAR podcast is brought to you by Hooters. That's right. Hooters is for race day. Hooters is for garage guys. We all know this. And right now, if you download the Hooters app or go to order.hooters.com and use promo code garage guys, you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order. That offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders $30 or more. And use promo code garage guys while dining in just by telling your Hooters waitress about promo code garage guys to save you $10 on any $40 plus dine in order valid at HOA locations for food, non-alcoholic beverages and merchandise. Enjoy your Hooters and enjoy the garage guys NASCAR podcast. Happy race weekend. It is the garage guys NASCAR podcast betting update pod for new Hampshire, the crayon three Oh one. Nothing screams colorful weekend like a race titled Crayon 301. Practice and qualifying are in the books. Chris Bell has taken his rightful place as the Lobster King in New Hampshire. And now it's time for us to dive into bets that we like since all of the books have updated their odds and are all kind of similar. Um, Dale, how are we feeling about how these books are treating this race? Yeah, it's weird. Seems like everything's just about as uniform as I have ever seen it. But uh, considering what happened in practice and qualifying, kind of made it easy on them. Kind of made it easy on everybody. Hmm. Um, just because the two of the favorites, Truex and Bell, who were two of the top three consensus favorites in every book, went out there and were fast in practice and then qualified one, two. Denny was the other in between them, and he qualified like 20th, which is interesting. And then Penske qualified really well. The books were uh, kind of high on Blaney. I think you could have gotten a Logano outright in around 17, 18 to one before. But it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's pretty representative of what New Hampshire has been. Over the past decade, it's been Toyota and Penske and and Stuart Haas as well. But Stuart Haas was kind of and if you if you saw my bets and we both talked about Chase Briscoe on this podcast on Monday. Stuart Haas was the program I was hoping would show up similar similarly to how they showed up at Martinsville and. Fuck, Briscoe was terrible. Priest wasn't terrible, but Priest was not great. I'm still sitting on a priest uh, over busher ticket at mm. plus one fifteen that I can't track on uh, on Action Network. They don't have that matchup listed on there, but uh, that is a bet that I, that I've been on. I talk about it on Dale Center, and you can still get priest over busher at plus one thirty five, uh, still plus money, and it's actually gotten better. And I'm actually surprised by that because priest qualified better, and uh, I think practice averages. They're kind of on top of each other on the ten lap averages, but you know if you're if you're going to look at that as a toss up, take the plus money with Ryan Priest. I'm not going to be. I feel like we're not. I'm not going to be much help on this pod because I keep stare, staring at everything and I don't even know what to bet. Um, so there's something right there that could help you. Yeah, we know the Priest is fit. You know, the main thing with him is just the experience he's had out there. He's done a lot with the wheel and modified tour. Uh, they race at some of these tracks. I know that these short tracks is the reason Tony brought him in. Right. So 
I, I'm with you on that. Like we both, you know, sprinkled our little bits on Briscoe at a hundred to one and now he's like 200 to one. So yeah, that's just a statement of how his year has gone. There are a couple of bets though, that I do like. Um, I, I've just been kind of deep diving into some of these categories, looking at lap averages of what we had at the five lap averages are the main ones that I'm seeing. There was a couple surprises inside of those five lap averages but like Michael McDowell and Justin Haley were kind of off to a hot start. Uh, talked about Michael McDowell on Dale Center. He was eight to one for a top ten, and he had he hadn't had any good success really at this track. But some of these other tracks that were similar to it, he's had some good finishes this year. I uh, think that the best you're going to be able to get that one at now is a uh, plus four eighty over on Fanduel for a top ten for Michael McDowell. If you want to ride that wave uh, with me, and then. The Justin Haley one as well is is got to be in that same category at like plus four eighty. So those there's two guys if you want to just make some bets based off laugh averages that look pretty good. Another one too talked about Bubba Wallace, the twenty three eleven guys. Bubba Wallace um, was about fourth in the laugh averages, five lap averages that they had here, and then Tyler Reddick was six. So Keselowski was wedged between them. And looking at what they what they have down here, I think Caesars or uh, Barstool has the best odds on Bubba. He's uh, plus two hundred for a top ten. I think that that's worth it. I think that that's worth the arrow pull right there, um, just for something that is a top ten bet. That's a lot of room for Bubba to, to make some work in. And I think this is a race he finished third last year. So why good would- luck in the DraftKings car? Yeah, and and then both of them, him and Reddick, are in the DraftKings cars. So I do like the Bubba at two to one. Uh, Reddick is minus one twenty five for a top ten. So I think that Bubba is where the value is going to be at, and I think Bubba ends up on top at this track out of the twenty three eleven cars. So that there's just a couple of uh, top tens that I really like right there. Um, yeah, what well, I, I see. I had him for the top five too. I was going to just say I had Bubba for the top five on Dale Center, and I'm thinking about just going ahead and laying down that top ten as well at plus two hundred. I like it. That's what I was right about to say. What'd you say? Top five at what? Top five. I had them at plus 400. Barstool right now has plus 600 for top five. Hey, there we go. So you're comparing that to Caesars having plus 400. Uh, BetMGM having plus 390. And then let me get draft. I think DraftKings is right in that ballpark at the four to one it better be so yeah i mean barstool I, that caught my eye this morning you know there there's we, we've been talking before we recorded it's kind of hard to find some major differences between all the sports books right now as we've kind of preached at the beginning of this pod but that's a big one i mean in that toyota in that 2311 toyota toyota not just gives all of Toyota was really good yesterday mm-hmm. in practice and qualifying. Bubba's got confidence by running third here last year. I think in in his and talking about the DraftKings paint scheme, I think he's run DraftKings twice, and he's got two top five finishes. I'm checking on that right now because it was Pocono. Yes, here it is. Pocono ran DraftKings first time in 2021, and he finished fifth. Ran it last year at this race and finished third. So kind of like the DraftKings mojo there. But no, it, 
and I guess ironically, go to Barcel Sportsbook to get the best line on Bubba. But um, other than that, you know, the, your McDowell top 10 was a really good call because they clearly brought a really good race car in practice, just didn't lay down a good lap in qualifying. And, and that is going to hurt because it is, uh, it's, it's going to be hard to pass mm-hmm. this race. Even so, this this race is like how I talk about Sonoma, right? Like, Sonoma is Sonoma. It doesn't matter what package we run. It doesn't matter what configuration on the track we run, like carousel or not. Sonoma is Sonoma. It is like what you see is what you're going to get. New Hampshire typically is New Hampshire. What you see is what you're going to get. Very difficult to pass. Look, I tested it out on iRacing. Uh, I'd never raced at New Hampshire before. I bought the track this week. Fucking hate it. I hate this track. It is very hard to pass. And you can watch any racing, and uh, you 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 will see that it, it is very difficult to pass here in any NASCAR national series that runs here. Wheel and modifieds typically are exciting. I don't know if you saw that wheel and modified finish yesterday. Very very good. It's like a photo finish at the line. I got to go back and watch it. Who won? No, um, oh, what was the guy's name? Doug Kobe got Doug Kobe finished second. Okay, uh, but you wouldn't you wouldn't know who the the main guy is Mm-mm. um but just i knew the priest's fit that was about it yeah um, i am gonna look at this guy's name um just shout because of all my tool it. fans that listen to this podcast that understand that reference by the way shout out to what you. is this oh, okay here he is here he is his name is uh justin oh i don't know how to pronounce that last name bon signor bon signor hold on we're going to the end we're going to the end of the clip real quick okay bon signor bon senior i want to call him bon senior bon senior yeah anyway not to get off get super off track um new hampshire is new hampshire and i think last year's race was actually pretty good you had a battle for the win between bell and elliot a couple years ago you had a great battle between harvick and hamlin uh, that came down to the final lap. So we have seen some better racing here over the years uh, than than what I feel like you would see most of the time. But don't be surprised if you get a stinker. You know, don't be surprised if it is real strung out, real fucking hard to pass, because that is what New Hampshire is. And go ahead and just get the the elephant in the room out of here. We're not we're not going to be racing today. By the time you listen to this pod. I think we'll we'll have an announcement that the race will be moved to Monday because it's like flooding in Loudon, New Hampshire right now. Yeah, the magic mile is not magic. It's wet if it is. Wet magic is what's happening there. Yeah, 10 a.m. all the way until 1 a.m. It looks like there is no end of thunderstorms uh, on the weather app at this moment. So 80%, 90% chances of rain throughout the day. 100 percent yeah it's gonna be a rough time so monday is probably what we're gonna be looking at so two things considering that one uh you do have an indycar race at 1 30 p.m eastern streets of toronto this is a good race last year fun it's uh i'd expect it to be another good race with uh christian lundgaard on the pole our buddy scott mclaughlin on the outside pole only bet i have for that is, and i gave it on dale center is a marcus erickson top five which i got at plus money for a, for a two-unit bet. And now, can you get Marcus at a top five? And I got that on Caesars. Now Erickson is minus 120 for a top five. So 
Scott Dixon. Wow, plus money for a top five for him. Kind of like that. Really? But well, yeah, he he qualified seventh, so that's not what the uh, he was. I think the co-favorite behind Alex Pillow, who fuck, I don't even know where Pillow qualified. He must have not had a great because no, he was a plus three fifty favorite out first round, dude. He was a plus three fifty favorite, and now he's ten to one on on uh on Caesars. But so yeah, you'll have an IndyCar race. That was my first point. Second point, because it's Monday. You know what you always say about Mondays, right? Mondays are for Martin. Mm-hmm. So what are you thinking? Are you do you want to pull that trigger? At, I think you the know, best you can find is four to one. I I just don't know if I I feel like Martin is just he's that old guy now that just always fucking just kicks himself and like he always stubs his toe at the door like so i just can't get that out of my brain that like he's gonna find a way to stub his toe on the door and you watch this race last year he was looking fucking good man and then the yep, next i bet on him know, yeah the next thing you know he's just something just fucks up pit strategy whatever else that's why i just don't want to i feel like at this point you know it I want to be maybe if if betting on Martin Truex is realistic, then I'm not going to go realistic this week. I think I'm going to lay off of him being the favorite. You know, you got like Chris Bell plus 400 over on uh, Caesars, which I do feel like if I was going to go any route and direction at this point, it would be Chris Bell just because I feel like he's got a little more of that uh, the young guy, you know, he doesn't really have a he doesn't have to worry about his prison uh ankle monitor on his on his leg you know he can use that foot you know freely uh but getting outside of that man i, I think this is just going to be one of those weeks where like if i do bet on chris bell or martin truex like if, if for anybody listening if you go that route you know you're gonna want to throw like two units on those guys to have a decent payout and then after that, you've got to just really search for your long shot guys. I think I would rather dabble into some of these other dudes and just kind of like see where the strategy plays out because you going from Chris Bell to Martin at plus 400 and then your next guy is like 10 to one and then it's up from there. So I feel like there would be a better strategy for some of these other guys to, to maybe show off their talents in the pits and use that. Like I'm looking right now, You've got inside these lap averages that we have kind of excluding Haley and McDowell with Bubba and Reddick there, you know, Brad K Martin's at the top of that board, Chris Bell seventh. You got Ross Chastain, Denny Hamlin and Chris Busher kind of uh, making up the, the top 10 fastest guys in the five lap averages. I mean, you can get Ross Chastain right now if you want to go that route at 28 to one on Barstool. And I dig that. Like, so I'm just thinking about maybe just sprinkling the board on some of these other guys, really going heavy on these top five, top tens, and uh, and kind of making that my strategy for the day where I can spend a little and have some big returns because, you know, if it is going to be Martin or Chris, it's just like I, I don't want to just load all of my, my eggs into one basket, really. And that's what we're kind of forced to do now with how the books are doing this in a uniformed way. You know, I um, funny you mentioned the Ross Chastain thing. There was, there's a couple matchups that have stuck out to me. Um, one Ross Chastain plus one thirty five against Joey Logano, who's the minus one sixty five favorite. Looking at 
similar racetracks to New Hampshire. Joey Logano and and Penske, but particularly Logano, uh, and, and I guess Cendric as well, who's basically been a non-factor. But Logano has been not great on the long runs. Uh, I know they had some speed in, in qualifying, some practice speed as well on single lap averages, but not great on the long runs in these shorter tracks, these shorter, flatter tracks in 2023. Um, Ross Chastain had some speed in practice. Just, I mean, the team just botched his whatever they did for his qualifying setup, his qualifying lap. He was too loose, couldn't couldn't get the throttle down and was just wrecking loose. He, I think is what he said, if he, if he matted the throttle. So I know he's starting towards the back. Um, but I think that could be a value a value matchup. I mean, you're going to get the stage breaks as long as he doesn't get lapped, works his way up slowly but steadily. I don't hate that matchup. I, I could see Chastain moving up, and I could see Logano kind of fading. And I wouldn't hammer it. I wouldn't hammer it, but just the matchup that that's – and I'm not even saying I'm going to bet it. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now because I'm not a huge matchup guy, but that is a matchup that stuck out. Mm-hmm. Another matchup that – also kind of sticks out. Um, William Byron against Chase Elliott over on BetMGM. You can get Byron at minus 140 for that bet. Byron has been really good at this at this track style in 2023. Won Phoenix uh, and, and was good at Richmond as well. I think he was pretty good at Martinsville. I got I to gotta go back and, and remember. But... Um, this track style in particular, Byron has been solid. Chase Elliott has had not a lot of track time at, at similar racetracks because we ran Martinsville and uh, Richmond when he was injured, I believe. So I think that is a matchup that kind of sticks out to me. Byron minus 140 over Elliott. That is kind of juicy. Um it is kind of juicy. Actually, Elliot did run Martinsville, and he did outpace him at Martinsville. So, looking at that, some people aren't using really Martinsville as a big comparison here. But let's just stay in the Hendrick camp and and, and go to a guy that we both agree on. I'm going to scratch that bet MGM matchup. Fuck that. I don't want to pay that. Um, Kyle Larson on Fanduel, sixteen to one. Hmm. I think. If there's something you got to consider here is that even though Larson didn't qualify well and the books are obsessed with the Toyotas, Kyle Larson uh, hasn't had great qualifying efforts at similar racetracks that he won at. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talked about on Monday that he he won Richmond. He won Martinsville, uh, was really good at Phoenix as well. He won North Wilkesboro, came from the back to the front to win the all-star race. Uh, Richmond qualified ninth, so it's not like he went out there and got the pole. Martinsville, he qualified 19th. So once again, you know, not showing anything crazy in practice or qualifying. And then uh, when it when it was time to get to the front, he was there. So I think Kyle Larson 16 to 1 is a, a great bet. I think that's something you gotta consider before we get to which. It's gonna be Monday before before we race. So Dude, from you eight got time. to one, from eight to one to sixteen to one. Give me that shit all day, every day. 
It, like it's it's what we talk about, right? How many? It, it's it's really the situation of this is, you know that Kyle Larson is considered the greatest race car driver probably on planet Earth right now, just because of his diverse talents. So when you take that into consideration, and then you look and you see sixteen to one, you have to ask yourself. How many times this year am I going to be able to get Kyle Larson at 16 to one? How many times am I realistically going to get him at these? Dude, I'm not even sure he was 16 to one at Atlanta, like a mini super speedway. Yeah. I think he was like 12 to one. Yeah. So it's just really asking yourself that because these are the races where it starts, right? It's like, I could easily see him coming out here, fighting, getting a win, and then we're we're down back into the un, under ten to one territory for him moving in from this race to Pocono and forward. So the, these are the these are the end. We're in the dog days, right? We're in the dog days of summer, kind of. So this is where things like have kind of flattened out. They're going to start heating back up. We're going to start getting to some of these tracks we've already been to this year. It's going to be the last time you see Larson at these kind of odds at this type of track. So I'm just gonna lay, lay that out there. I think it's a smart bet, and I love. Yeah, it. and and look, you you've got a very strong pit crew, right? Mm-hmm. One thing that sticks out to me is Christopher Bell. Pit crew's been very incident prone, very fucking slow. Costed him a lot of track position throughout 2023. Mm-hmm. You know, Truex's pit crew I think has been pretty good, but Truex has been a guy that has been over the past couple years someone who come out, lead a lot of laps, have one of the best cars, and something goes wrong. Now, this year's been different. You know, he's gotten a win and and added on to that, kind of found his winning stride. But this is a track that he's kind of been cursed at, a track that he's led so many laps and unable to win. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think about those kind of situations with, with him and Bell. And then, yeah, Almirola qualified third. We know what Eric Almirola is. We know the kind of mistakes and issues that happen with Stuart Haas Racing just with raw speed. Uh, I already talked about Logano. And then 2311 with Reddick and Bubba. I'm, I'm literally going down the top 10 and qualifying. 2311 with Reddick and Bubba have also had a lot of issues on pit road. Uh, Reddick's had several issues with just crashing his race car just you know as, as blunt as i can be or or having tire problems yeah so brad keselowski starting ninth another guy that has been pretty pretty consistent but also incident prone in 2023 so when you look at a lot of these guys up front uh a lot of incident prone some bad luck kind of guys that you know it kind of makes me feel a little bit better about a larson and you can say that about a byron too right I know Byron's trending around 11 or 12 to one, um, but had power steering issues and practice and qualifying still qualified seventh and has been good at this track type uh, throughout 2023, as I, as I mentioned earlier. So, you know, that just trying to find something outside of Bell Truex, I think is our main thing here. Um, Yeah. I want Larson 16 to one, I think is the best value outright you're going to find. 100%. And and I want to just say, too, like, if you are really just, like, super adamant about betting on Chris Bell or Martin Truex, like, that's my guys. I'm going all in. I don't care what anybody says. You might want to go take a look at Caesars, okay, because 
if you think that these are the best two cars, then usually the best two cars should easily finish first and second, right? That's my logic here. You're looking over on Caesars. Martin Truex is plus 375 to win. Chris Bell is plus 400 to win. If you go down and check out the Quinella bets, you can get Chris Bell and Martin Truex. Whether each of them finish 1-2, is uh, you can get that at 5-1. to one. So plus That's 500. crazy. I would bet on that. That's what I would bet on. If you if you think these are the two best guys that it's going to come down to these two guys for the win, then one of them is going to finish first and the other is going to finish second. That's your bet right there. Chris I think Bill. that is terrible, dude. Yeah. Or, well, what, what about this? I mean, I know FanDuel is your best chance to bet both of them. FanDuel has both of them at plus 450. So Okay. okay. I think that is, if you want, you know, that that's your – that's your best book to get both of them yeah, uh, at an affordable rate, right? Like yeah. that's your best to get both of them and, and feel decent about betting on both of them with uh, – you'll get a decent return, I guess, at a plus 450 on both. You still got to go all in. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. There's no way around it. Like, yeah, I, I think we got to – I think Denny Hamlin could be worth something here. Yeah. Denny Hamlin, I don't know what happened at qualifying – they definitely didn't have, even in practice, didn't have as much pace as Bell and Truex. But I'm going to look at it as an opportunity. Guy that's been really, really good here over the years. Um, the SRX race this week, confidence high. Yeah, I did win the SRX race. Yep, yep. Thank you for that, Denny. Uh, he Rain. was my top play on Dale Center for to win that. Uh, would have been a great race though, man. Him and I mean, Newman was coming. That would have been. Shit, it was like just. Been been great. It's a completely different topic, but we'll talk about that on the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast next week. So be ready for that. Yeah, I think I think I'm trying to find where the best line is on on Hamlin. Best I'm seeing is eleven to one. Okay. Well, oh, okay. Barstool's got thirteen to one. That's the best I've seen. I think that is something I could potentially see myself pulling the trigger on. Denny's been great here. He's in a Toyota. That's really fast. Yeah, he's lacking track position. But I think Denny's won here from the back before. Denny's mm-hmm. won here from starting outside the top 15, top 20. So it can be done. It can be done. And and who knows? I mean, remember, these averages are a 10-lap run. Who knows if after a thir- after we get to 30 laps, after 40 laps, Denny's car gets better and better and and slightly faster than what Truex and Bell have. Yeah. You never know. You never know. And I've seen and we've seen that happen before. So um I think Denny sitting at this price right now and a car that could could be just as fast as what uh Bell and Truex have is is worth a bet gotta be yeah and i think that's what a lot of people have to remember right they're gonna be making adjustments things are gonna happen on these stops and maybe the reason that we're seeing these books be be so hand in hand with this is because they truly understand that we we just don't we we don't know we we don't really know what's we, we know that these two cars were better than everybody else being martin and chris and so it's like, but anything can happen. And maybe that's why after those two guys, we're seeing this drop to the 10 to one area because it's just kind of like so out there. I don't know. This race has always been boring as shit. Let's be honest. Um, 
like you said earlier in the show, there's been a few good races. There's been a few through the years that we've seen. But it's just one of those kind of throw it up, see what happens. And I think that's going to be my strategy this weekend, really, is just looking into past Martin, past Chris Bell, throwing it up, sprinkling the board, and just trying to come out with a profit. And that's my goal. It's not so much to pick the winner of the race, but to just finish the day in the damn green. And that's what I'm looking for here. Pole sitter has won. The pole sitter for this race has won uh, two of the last 19 races. Mm, food for thought. Kyle Busch in 2017 and Ryan Newman in spring, or not spring, but summer of 2011, when they when they would race here twice. But... So I think that's interesting. I'm looking at racing reference and I'm just counting all these. A lot of guys like Kevin Harvick is one here from outside the top 10. Almarola one here from 22nd in 2021. Harvick is one here from outside the top 10 three times. Matt Kenseth, when he was really good here, both of his wins, uh, back-to-back wins in 15 and 16 outside the top 10. Denny Hamlin one here from 32nd back in 2012. So, while it is a place that's difficult to pass, the fastest cars still still make their way up. You know, they still do make their way up. Um, but I will say, last year, everybody that finished in the top five started inside the top ten. Denny Hamlin started 14th and finished sixth. That was the best uh, mover inside the top ten in 2022. I don't know. I mean, you look at 2022, Toyota was just phenomenal. Toyota was so good here. Um, and that leads me to... It was their wake-up race, kind of, in a way. Denny Hamlin plus 650 for top Toyota on Caesars, I think, could be worth something as well. You know, we talk, I talked about... And look, Denny Hamlin is also a mistake-prone guy, a mistake-prone race team. But, man... That is a real, I mean, the books are really banking on Truex or Bell. And I, I get that, but to see Denny at plus 650 top Toyota, that could be worth something. Reddick at plus 750 top Toyota, and then Bubba Wallace 15 to 1 top Toyota. Dude, that could be an all. Bubba. That I- could be a, sh- dude, that could be a strategy is to bet those three guys top Toyota and just hope that Bell, something happens with Bell Truex, both yeah. of them. That could be a strategy. That's that's gonna be that that's gonna be a good strategy. I feel like a lot of people are gonna play, and then the people that are just you know they're like, I'm just gonna trust the data. I'm gonna trust what I'm looking at. You know, looking at both of these guys on Fanduel are doing that Quinella bet that's over on Caesars with those two at five to one. I think I just would not. I would not do that Quinella because I don't even know. I mean, you could dig on Racing Reference. I don't think drivers. Oh, it actually did happen. In 2017, the drivers that started first and second finished first and second. Yeah. That's that's got to be the only time that's happened in fucking 15 years. Let's see here. Like JP on Angels in the Outfield, it could happen. You know, it could happen. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I have no clue what that fucking means. That's okay. Someone does. (laughs) <laughs> is that a band is that a, what is a is that a band angels yeah. in the it's a yeah. it's a disney movie that was released in 1994 um 
And it, okay, 2011, Ryan Newman and Tony Stewart also qualified one two and finished one two. So they it's were happened twice. Field as well. Great guys. Okay. All right. I, I'll round off everything I have with one more idea. Um, early in the week, I and on Dale Center, I kind of preached about Chevy being a toss up, right? And practice and qualifying absolutely reinforced that prediction that the Chevy camp is a toss up. You know, I'm a, I was all on board on fading Kyle Busch, still am. I can't believe he's sitting at plus 300, plus 280 top Chevy on all these books. He's starting in the back. He did lay down a good qualifying lap, but he hit the wall in practice. Then he wrecked the qualifying. I think it's going to be one of those weekends for a driver whose team has not been great at this kind of racetrack in 2023. They just hadn't been, uh, they just hadn't had the speed and these shorter flats, excluding Worldwide Technology Raceway. That's the, that's the one outlier, but I think Chevy is is extremely wide open. So I'm already on Alex Bowman 14 to one top Chevy. You can now get that at 22 to one because he did not look great in qualifying and practice. He qualified 25th, so not good. But I'm going to add two more guys to that bet to that uh, to this top Chevy deal that I'm that I'm riding with this weekend. I'm going to add both Kala guys. I'm going to add Almondinger and Justin Haley. You can get Almondinger 25 to 1 over on, I believe, BetMGM. Hold on. My fingers are working here. Yes. And then you can get Justin Haley 28 to 1 on Caesars. So I think with Chevy being a toss up, very mediocre qualifying efforts across the board, with the exception of Byron, I am going to bet on Larson to win. At 16 to 1. Cannot pass that up. But in case, you know, he's not what we think he'll be, in case he makes a mistake, gets involved in an accident, which we've seen several times in 2023. I like the momentum of college racing. AJ Allmendinger has been so consistent over the past month. It seems like their cars are getting better and better and better. Justin Haley has been much better. Obviously, we know he, he finished second at the Chicago Street Course, was really good at Atlanta. Now, this track type has not been great to them in 2023, but when I look at the practice data, to me, it is encouraging enough to put a penny on both of these guys to be the top Chevy this weekend. That way, and now you can get Bowman at 22 to 1 instead of the 14 to 1 I grabbed early in the week. And yeah, practice sucked, qualifying sucked for them, but it's a Hendrick car. That's all I'm going to say. It's a Hendrick car sitting at 22 to 1. Chevy has been all over the place at this racetrack over the years. Very inconsistent. Didn't look great as a program in practice and qualifying. Just take a few long shot plays on top Chevy. You know, Austin Dillon qualified well. He's sitting at 28 to 1 on Caesars as well. Um, Ricky Stenhouse, I got at 100 to 1. You can get him now at 70 to 1, 66 to 1. Might still be worth it. Ricky Ricky qualified up in the top 20, by the way. So not all bad there. Um, but there has been some movement on the Stenhouse. You're not going to be able to find the 100 to 1 top Chevy anymore, I don't believe. So take some long shot plays on top Chevy. I got four guys. If one of them gets the top Chevy, it's going to be a good weekend. And that's Bowman, Almendinger, Haley, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. So I think um, 
in, in a weekend where Toyota is so heavily favored or favored, find something outside the Toyota camp you can where you can turn the race into other races, right? Split the race into other mini races, and that's what you can do betting on who the top Chevy is going to be. And I think there's a chance, there's a good chance you could you could hit that betting on some underdogs. Yeah, I think that's where we're going to be. And I uh, like you said, man, it's just this is the way that I'm looking at it. This is long shot city. That's what I'm dabbling in this weekend. So you can ride that strategy with us where we kind of dip outside of the the what is known as of right now. And, and, and let's play the unknown hand. And the unknown hand is where I like to be. I like to hold the unknown hand. And it's official. The cup race has been postponed to noon Eastern time on Monday. So there we go. Official. So we will see you at noon on playback. And that's where we'll be. So everything is now pushed back effectively another day. So that means uh, Garage Guys Report drops Tuesday night now that we have this race on Monday. So. Get ready for an extended weekend of NASCAR. We the the news has dropped. Uh, IndyCar today might might dabble in that. Might might have to check that out. See what see what's up. Everybody, I encourage you all to watch IndyCar now. And uh, I'm gonna go do my research on that. But I think we've uh, we've got enough info out there. You know to to follow us everywhere on social media at Dale Tanhart at Garage Guy Chase. You can check us out on Action Network, see where our bets are. I've got to go log mine. Terrible, long weekend. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm about to do my dabbling over there and, uh, and just keep up with everything that's going on with us on social this week. Uh, check out Playback, as we said, and uh, make sure you go over to YouTube, subscribe, check out the programs and things that we have going on over there. But uh, I think that's about it. I think that wraps it up. Getting ready for the Magic Mile. You got any last uh, announcements? Any last last words? Dale. Shout out. Shout out Sammy Smith. No sweat. Lock of the universe. Top five play. Number one Dale Center play of the weekend. Made my day yesterday. We had a big day in Xfinity, and I love him. It wasn't even close. If you watch that race, you understand. Was not even fucking close. Sammy Smith, top five. Easiest bet of all time. Thank you, Sammy. All right. Sammy Smith gets the congratulatory uh trophy for the dale center lock of the the week lock of the universe Get lock right. of the universe week the week is it this is a is a universal aware of of a week in time do you think no I, this is my third lock of the universe bet ever and i'm two and one now i feel like sammy got his everybody own knows <laughs> everybody knows sammy's galaxy it's like every lock of the universe you have that driver gets their own galaxy and it's actually really funny because it, it shouldn't have hit. And they uh he was running seventh on the white flag and Sheldon Creed and Cole Custer wrecked and he scooted by him and got a fifth place finish. Hey crazy. boy. It was awesome. Oh man. That <laughs> look, is clutch. The, the luck the luck get the luck taketh and the luck giveth. Or wait, what it, I know I said it backwards. The luck, the luck giveth and the love take the love taketh away. It just giveth this time. Yeah, it's it took away most of the time. It it giveth yesterday. Boom. Sammy Smith Galaxy out there floating in the Dale Center universe. Love it. All right. This has been a show. We we got your bets. Get your bets ready. Monday we're going racing. This has been the Garage Guys NASCAR Podcast. Weekend betting update. 
Ta-ta.